Welcome to the Brian Thomas Crop Podcast. My name is Brian Crop, and I believe that stories have a tremendous power to do good in the world, so I write them and I enjoy sharing them with you. Uh, if you are new to the podcast, uh, what I do is uh, read a chapter or so out of uh, one of uh, my stories because that way um, I get to share them with you, which is really uh, my goal in writing in the first place. And then I'll let you know just a little bit about uh, why I wrote that particular chapter or some theme in the midst of the story. And um, in the most recent episodes, uh, I've been reading out of a book that I wrote for my uh, daughter when she was my only child uh, called Sabrina Cubbins and Mr. Alexander's Pottery Palace, uh, in particular looking at uh, these uh, different life strategies that uh, we employ at different times. And so you can check out those past episodes to find out uh, more about that. Um, but in this one, we're going to look at um, what uh, a pastor of mine uh, called the glory way fool. Um, there are different life strategies that we use that the Bible, in uh, particularly in the book of Proverbs, uh, translates several words into English as fool, but in the original language, there were different uh, life strategies that are employed. And in this one um, is one that the Bible says all of us have. We all have this desire to make ourselves grander in other people's eyes than uh, we really should. Um, so this one was kind of fun to write. Uh, so uh, we get to go to the land of castles and magicians and kings and that kind of thing. Uh, and I will read that chapter right after this word from this week's sponsor. Chapter 5. Size and Swimming Pools The oven timer buzzed as Sabrina finished her last math problem. Boom! she said, dropping her pencil and raising her arms in victory. Mom, I'm done! she called. That's great, sweetie, her mother answered from the kitchen. Can you bring your math in here so I can check your work? Sabrina snatched up her notebook proudly and entered the kitchen. The aroma of steak and roasted peppers filled the room. Smells good, Mom, she said, handing over her math. Sabrina's mother slipped a pan of frozen tater tots into the preheated oven before looking at the notebook. Mom, Sabrina asked. Yes, she replied half listening and half grating. Do you think sometime I could invite a friend from pottery class over to play? Sabrina felt nervous, asking, but she didn't know why exactly. Probably, her mom said. Who are you thinking of? There's this girl, Monica. We've been talking some at class. What do you talk about? Her mother asked, still checking the math work. Oh, stuff. Monica has a pool at her house. I was thinking if she came over here, she might invite me over to her house to swim at her pool. The fluttering in her stomach increased. Sabrina tried to calm herself down. She had friends over before, so she wasn't sure why this was feeling like such a big deal. Uh-huh, was all that her mother said. Yeah, Sabrina continued almost involuntarily. Everyone else in the class has gone over there, but I don't know her as well, so she hasn't invited me, and I thought maybe if she came over, she might invite me over to swim, and then we could be better friends, and I wouldn't be the only one who hasn't been to her house, and Sabrina's mother stopped her. You want to invite Monica over, so she'll invite you to her house? Mom, you don't understand, Sabrina said. Her feelings were getting the best of her. Sabrina's mother put the math work on the counter. Come over here and explain it to me, she said. They sat at the kitchen table. Sabrina re-explained the plan to her mother. I need her to like me, Sabrina said eventually. Why? 
her mother asked. Because she's been taking pottery there for a while and she helps her friends do better on their pottery. And, her mother coaxed, and I want to do better pottery, Sabrina said. She doesn't help you? Mom, you don't understand. She only helps her friends, which makes sense. Why would you help people who aren't your friends? Why else would you be friends? And, Sabrina added, there's the gallery awards night coming up and I want to do really well. The squeamy feeling in her tummy was extending to her fingers. So I figured if we were friends, she looked helplessly at her mother. Sabrina's mother squeezed her hand, looked in her daughter's eyes, got up from the table and walked out of the room. Where are you going? Sabrina asked, following her mother. When she caught up to her, her mother was pulling another book out of the story box. What did I do? Sabrina asked. This isn't punishment, Sabrina. You asked for our help. She handed Sabrina the book and added, Read this and we'll talk. Her mother went back to the kitchen. Sabrina went to her room to read. One day, Simon the Magician was looking out of his tower window and sighed. It was a beautiful sigh. It floated out of the window, transformed into a white-plumed bird, and flew away to the distant mountains. Do it again, came a voice below. Simon looked down. There he spied in the courtyard below, a little girl beaming with delight. Do it again, she cried, jumping. Simon, flattered, exhaled again. This time the sigh turned into a majestic rainbow-colored bird with giant wings and excellent tail feathers. The girl clapped and squealed with delight. By this point, others had caught sight of the extravagant bird and gathered in the courtyard, looking up at the tower, smiling and pointing. Simon sighed bird after bird as the crowd swelled. This pleased Simon, since most days he spent his creativity in the tower thinking up cures for diseases, ways to win battles for the king's army, and any number of other things that the king wanted. But this was not work. This was fun. He'd forgotten what fun felt like. He exhaled again and made a slide that reached from his tower window all the way to the courtyard. He hopped on and slid down to greet the crowd. All the villagers cheered, shook his hand, and told Simon how amazing he was. Simon felt like he was walking on a cloud the rest of the day. He felt so good, he tried it again the next morning, just as the villagers were filling the castle grounds for the day. This time he made his entrance extra special with fireworks and flying trumpets. The crowd was filled with joy. Not even the king can do that, said one. This pleased Simon, too. It was true, the king couldn't come close to what he could do. Later that day, Simon was thinking in his tower, working on his orders from the king, but he was distracted. Not by thoughts of how to thrill the crowds the next day, but with thoughts of why he was stuck in a cold, thankless tower day after day while the king lounged in luxury. After all, he reasoned, he was only the king because his father had been king. He had no special power. In fact, the king would be worthless without Simon's magic to help him. I bet I would be a great king, he muttered to no one before going back to work. The next day, not only did Simon delight the people with his magic show, but he also told them how the famous battles of the king were really won. He told them of the spells and potions he'd created to make the armor stronger and faster. He explained the impressive plans and advice he had offered, which brought the king victory in battle. He even told them of a special enchanted dungeon cell he'd built personally to hold enemy magicians. Everything Simon had done to help the king rise in power was revealed to the wide-eyed crowd. When Simon thought the time was right, he tapped his foot on the ground and a voice magically came from the center of the crowd. If Simon did all that, maybe Simon should be king instead. 
The magical voice did its job, and the people started to murmur to one another. Mumbling turned to grumbling, grumbling rose to chanting, Simon the Great! Simon the Great! Simon the Great! They roared. For weeks, this kind of thing went on. Simon's desire to be king grew and grew. He stopped creating delightful spells for the crowd. He stopped creating helpful spells for the king. He only spent his time working out new ways to convince the people of his right to be king. Simon's plan was to do this day after day until he felt the villagers were convinced enough. Then, he would ask his villager army to rise up, throw the king out, and place Simon on the royal throne. All this time, the king was keeping an eye on Simon and his antics. When word of Simon's future revolt reached the king's ear, the king summoned his army to arrest Simon in the midst of the crowd and placed him in the special enchanted dungeon Simon had made for his enemy magicians. The crowd didn't even put up a fight to save Simon from prison. Eventually, the people forgot about Simon and his fancy tricks, and their love for the king returned. Simon spent the rest of his days plotting how he might break his cell's enchantment and become king of the land once and for all. He never did. Sabrina closed the book. Mom, I don't understand. Why was Simon in the kingdom? Her mom asked. I don't know. To do magic? For whom? The king? Sabrina was unsure where this was going. Yes, her mother said. Why did he stop doing magic for the king? Because he thought he could be the king. So he used his abilities to help the king or to hurt the king. Hurt the king, Sabrina said. Are you wanting to be Monica's friend, or do you want Mr. Alexander to like your work at pottery class? Sabrina thought for a moment. She wasn't sure. Can't I do both? Maybe, her mom said. Are you wanting to be Monica's friend, or do you want Mr. Alexander to like your work at pottery class? Sabrina thought for a moment. She wasn't sure. Can't I do both? Maybe, her mother said. But what you can't do is use Monica's friendship only for your gain. When you use people only to make yourself seem better, it doesn't end well, just like it didn't end well for Simon. Sabrina felt awful. This must have been why she was so anxious earlier. Thanks, Mom, she said. I hadn't thought of it that way. What do I do? I really want an award on gallery night. Let's talk about it with your dad over dinner. Help me get the table ready. The tots are just about done. Just then, the oven timer buzzed. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, this is the full strategy. Um... The glory way fool, or um, just wanting uh, to make your yourself grander. Uh, the word that gets translated as fool for this particular strategy is halal, which is where we get the word hallelujah, which um, translated back out into English would be praise to the Lord. So it's it's praise is that halal part, and uh, there's part of that that um, should only be reserved for God, that this uh, worship and glory that uh, we and our hearts seek oftentimes is uh, really should be given to God only. And when we get into fits of jealousy or uh, trying to get around people, either just to gain power or notoriety or just be seen a certain way. That's uh, all of us, the Bible says. Um, we, we have this deep foolishness in the heart of all of us. So 
in this story, Sabrina is trying to make herself look better uh, just so she can uh, look better in the eyes of someone, just so she can look better in the eyes of Mr. Alexander, her her pottery class teacher. Um, I thought this one was kind of fun. We had recently, when I wrote the story, we had gotten this book that went through all of these different areas of castles uh, back from the Middle Ages, and I didn't know a lot about castles before we read this book, um, so I didn't know that uh, a lot of times people lived outside of the castle walls and then they would do their business. So that all the farming would go outside and then they'd bring the crops or the animals or whatever inside the castle walls and do uh, the trading and the business and that kind of stuff. So you'd end up with crowds of, of villagers and whatnot. I think also at the time, my daughter was way, way into the Disney Robin Hood movie with the fox and the bear and all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of that was just kind of swirling around in my mind when I was thinking of what uh, kind of story would communicate someone who wanted to rise above their station and um, um, praise themselves and glorify themselves more than they should. Uh, There's also the story in uh, the Old Testament with King David that one of his sons uh, did the same thing. His name was Absalom. And he did a lot of the things that Simon did of try to curry favor with uh, the masses so that he could overthrow the king and be king himself. And that also did not go well for him as well. So uh, I deal with this. You deal with this. We all deal with this. Uh, We just need to uh, keep our uh, heart's attention on giving all glory and all honor and all praise to uh, God Almighty. Um, So I hope that is true for you, that you can turn your heart's attention to him. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me too. Um, You can uh, get a copy of this uh, whole book, Sabrina Cubbins and Mr. Alexander's Pottery Palace, uh, just by checking out some of the links in the show notes. Um, You can just type in Brian Thomas Crop in Amazon and find me there. Um, But Check that out if you haven't. Uh, Share this episode with the people that uh, you do that with. Uh, Leave a rating, review, all the things that you do with things on the internet. Um, That would be greatly appreciated. So as many people as possible uh, can find out about these stories if that would be an encouragement to them. So I hope you're having a good week and that you will continue to do so. And I will see you back here next time.